This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. All right, Jeff, you're the friendly ghost. Let's start this thing. Hi, and welcome to episode 206. My phone just went off because my ringer's still on. Like, a, I, we haven't been doing this for like 206 a, like a podcast fucking noob. episodes. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you moved out of the podcast palace. Yeah. I was traveling. That's why I missed a week. And then I was on the road to, to, to fuck it all up. And uh, so, but we're back. I moved to Hood and Jason, uh, <laughs> which is supposed to be a very funny show. Uh, is that a show? It is a show. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so we're back on a normal schedule now, and uh, I think we should actually probably do some from my new place because we it set up perfectly for it. Fantastico, Zach, welcome back as well. Sorry, that was that was beer just that just came back up. Let's just up? say hello. hello. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have a guest. I was about to just because we were talking about it earlier. It's in my head. I was about to say Manuel, even though I've never, literally, never called you that. Uh, we have Manuel Carrillo. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, the Trace. What's going on, buddy? A uh, longtime friend of the show. Absolutely. Aut- automotive content creator for many properties. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to take a second to try to run down the list of all of them? I can try, yes. So uh, my day job is I'm the automotive content editor at Internet Brands Automotive Group, and we own sites like Renlist, and that segues into a project I'm doing that I'm here for specifically to promote because uh, I was brought home from the hospital after I was born. In a 1977 portion. See, I was left at the hospital when I was born. <laughs> Good luck, kiddo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that pretty much framed my entire life and my career and uh, brings me to where I am now, uh, 32 years later, because I am restoring that very vehicle. And uh, on social media, it is known as Project Stork. Hashtag pro- Project Stork. So. Where, where does that name? I mean, we're going to get into a lot yeah. with this car. Um, but let's first go specifically, because it's not just a regular 911. It's a turbo, isn't it? No, no, no. It's actually uh, it's a 911S. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was a turbo for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that doesn't diminish it anymore. Uh, and what year was it again? 77. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a valuable car now. Kind of. I mean, in its present condition, maybe low 20s. And once I get it running, about 30, according to the great Bradley Brownell, Mr. Porsche expert. Who I trust his... Yeah. yeah. What he says, when it comes to Porsches, yes. Yeah. Um, so when was the last time the car fired up? I am the last person to have ever fired the car up and driven it in 2002. And then after that point, we put it in the garage and... Turned it into a shelf. Pretty much, it Took yeah. 15 years to be liquid enough to be able to afford working on it or I mean, journalist enough basically yeah <laughs> yeah um so where's the name come from well so it was the oh i just I, as i said it i just fucking got mm-hmm. it yeah, um, say, yeah, it did, yeah. but for anybody slower out there than so Jeff. this ballast point <laughs> beer i'm drinking tonight it's even keel it's a session so i should have been able to pick up on that especially because mm-hmm. i've only had should've. half of one um, so yeah, Project Stork. Totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get it before. <laughs> Me fail English? Jeff, that's, that's impossible. impossible. Jeff is a writer by trade. Uh, a journalist. Barely. Um, so uh, 
it's at you're you're getting to work on this at the Haynes Manual Garage. That's correct. Yeah. So Internet Brands That's has uh, awesome. Yeah, we have a collaboration with Haynes. They uh, they love our content. Uh, Mike Forsyth, one of their their vice presidents, he is in love with LS One Tech. And he has the shirt and everything. He was actually wearing the well, that's shirt. That's one of your brands, and you guys do like all the vet and the Camaro stuff and all the Mustang stuff and blah blah blah. Everything. Blah, blah. I mean, we if have- you get a if you get a birthday notice on your you know yeah. on your birthday from a <laughs> yes. forum, that's manual. Look at the bottom. <laughs> it's Internet Brands. I was just I just signed on to a Ben's forum today, and I was like, oh shit, it's Internet Brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, are you a member of MB World? I just joined. One of them. I don't remember which one it was. Because MB World's our big, our, that's our biggest Ben's form. Okay. I'm directly in charge of the content on that. I'm a member of stuff. MBA World. What's up? Up top, bro. No? Okay. E46M3. Right. Uh, <laughs> seventh owner. Uh, yeah, first owner MBA World. Right. Seventh owner. What's? Do you guys just have one form or more than one? So we own about 130 automotive websites. No, it was Ben specifically. Sorry. Oh, so then Ben's, we have two. Ben's World and... I think it's Ben's World and MB World. Because one yeah. of them... Um, one of them didn't have my car year on it, and then the other one didn't have a lot of activity on that specific model of car. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. See, yeah. for a second there, I thought you were going to say one of them's super racist and the other's not. Yeah. That's the difference between the. <laughs> one, sides. No, it's racist in the other way. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, hedge your bets. Uh, but Envy World is getting a lot bigger. It's getting new members and looking to expand. And it's going to take over like Italia World, and then soon. <laughs> no, well, it's going to ally with them first, and then they're going to invade uh, the the Polish forms. Yes. Peugeot World is going to change name soon, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, um, from MB World domination amazing. to just dem- uh, general world domination. Right, uh, that's fantastic. So what what? What's your goal? Is it just to get it into good enough shape to cruise around in it, or like full on clean the shit out of it, and make it? Perfect. The goal is to make it as though it just came off the showroom floor. I, I want to get wow. it to you. See, the thing is, when it brought me home on March 25th, about two days after I was born in 1985, it was, even by that point, shit. Hmm. Because my mom got into a little fender bender in it, making a right turn in 1982, and my dad took it to a, an it aftermarket was a parts shit used repair car shop. that your parents had. When if any car that your parents have, generally when you were born, is a shit box. I mean, they bought it brand new, but over time, yeah. And so uh, the paint started chipping on the fender, and my dad really wasn't putting all the money he should have been putting into it because it was a bit of a lemon with all the heat soak or all the heat cycling going on with that thermal reactor engine well that and that was an era of car that was not known for its build quality right, right. and then so so you're not going to put in a bigger motor you're going to do original motor and- original motor but what we're going to do with uh so um we have a bunch of renless sponsors who are interested in this and they've been seeing the progress of the two episodes that i've come out with on youtube so far and uh after the first episode i got a great response from borla and then uh neil harvey from performance developments and uh, Borla wants to create a new line of custom exhausts for G-Series mid-year Porsches Jeez. based off of my car. So in addition to giving, you know, partially giving birth to me, the car is going to give birth to a new line of Borla exhaust systems. And then uh, Neil Harvey wants to uh, help out with the engine work at uh, Performance Developments. He's based out of Costa Mesa, California, so not too far from where we are in L.A. And, uh, yeah, so uh, his plan for it is to kind of keep the originality of it just like what I want. Mm-hmm. But account for new technology that's come in place over the past 40 years. EFI to, and... Well, exactly. Yeah. To kind of keep that original essence, but make it reliable. And Neil can do that. I mean, this guy used to work with, uh, you know, the top people in F1. Uh, he's, yeah, he, he's crazy, crazy resume. He's like an guy. engine scientist. Absolutely. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, co- original color, you're going to go all that stuff? Original color. In, in fact, there's a tradition in my family. Uh, my brother, my oldest brother, Jeff, he bought uh, a mo- mostly brand new 911, 99 
1997 back in 05 like with 1800 miles pretty much brand new and NBA he, world yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was adamant about getting a black 911 to pay homage to the 911 that kind of helped helped him become a little bit of a car enthusiast in mm-hmm. his formative years. So, nice. So yeah, when so I, when this is done, you're going to have. W- will it be your car? No, I mean oh, it's okay. a family's car. It's right. it's you know it's not yeah the, the fan yeah, it's not, <laughs> you know you should have laid claim to it when it was <laughs> like under everybody's dirty clothes in the garage. Like hey guys, I'll just take this. Well, uh, no one day deal. it will be his car, Jeff, because life is not infinite. <laughs> true. So true. Thank you. you know, for I'm just trying to bring some realness to this. <laughs> what what Snaps. form is that from? <laughs> Poetry slam. Downer world. Real world, Jeff. Burning Man oh, after the event is over. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three days of great life adrenaline. I'm just like, everyone dies at the end, by the way. Jeez. <laughs> um, so that's fantastic that, yeah. that you're, you're doing this. And seeing you guys got to go see this. Uh, and they can see it right on Renlist. On Renlist, yeah. Renlist is the hub for all the content. Um, but the easiest way to kind of find it is uh, hit, up, hit me up on Instagram at uh, mc3films. That's where my YouTube channel is linked. And you can uh, see the first two episodes of that. That. And then actually, I have a, a Bentley Bentayga review coming out tomorrow evening that I'm going to finish up. So yeah, I do. You know, I do a lot of stuff like what you do, Jeff, uh, you know, car reviews and stuff. And then I, I'm doing Project Stork too. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, how'd you like the Bentley? Because I get it on Friday. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So I really like it. I, I'm a big fan of Bentley. And the most impressive. Do you feel? Do you feel odd saying that? Because like I, I say this, and I, and not Bentley specifically, but I, I'm a big fan of Aston Martin. But that. But it just as soon as I say it, I'm like. What does that? What does that even mean? Jeff, here's a shocker. I like sex, right? <laughs> Basically, yes. You know, right, right. Well, we're all there. Well, I think to give more validity to that statement is that I'm not really a fan of Rolls Royce. Okay. Yeah, my experience with the Rolls Royce Ghost was not a positive one. It felt like a cheap car to me, even though wow. it was three hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars. When I drove the Phantom Drophead years ago, I remember getting in it and looking at the steering wheel and being very surprised. Like the center horn button thing, the big round, whatever the hell it was, is like plastic. Mm-hmm. And some of the dials, like the wood was really nice and the chrome was nice, but there were these pieces in it that were surprisingly inexpensive looking and then when we had at the same time we had the Mulsanne and it was more of like a and I know that the Continental was very much Volkswagen but the Mulsanne stood out a little bit different and it just has like a more overall Bentley feel to it all like luxury kind of everywhere you turn and yeah more bespoke the interior of the Bentayga is like it's amazing it's really good I mean I, I think the Continental GT is better uh, I enjoy I, I, the new ones. I, yeah, yeah. The, the Bentayga, you can see some exposed plastic, and you don't see that in the Continental or above. So that's a little bit of a nit that I'd like to pick there. Can some of is, is the exposed plastic? Can you get options to cover it with leather or I'd those things? You could. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, again, bespoke. Right. But um, my the most impressive thing about it for me was taking it off road and experiencing how smooth that thing is mm. because we had uh, we were using a Audi A3 e-tron as our support vehicle that day for that shoot. And you get into that thing. I actually drove that e-tron home because I traded it off with my community manager at Internet Brands, and he drove it back home, uh, the Bentley. And so I, I get back into the e-tron, and I just drove it 20 feet off-road. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a downgrade. Yeah. You know? And the e-tron's a really nice car. but it's Can I ask what kind of trail you're on? Because e-tron. Yeah, uh, so we were at uh, El Mirage, the off-road trails at El Mirage. So, oh, okay, like sand wash yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so we okay. did the car-to-car stuff at the the smoother stuff, and then right. we did you know steady cam stuff walking to the more intricate trails okay yeah did you get it nice and dirty oh yeah sweet i was kind of worried about them like okay is Aaron gonna get mad at me for <laughs> you wash it off <laughs> well i did yeah, yeah yeah immediately after right yeah, right yeah. no because i our plan is i kind of want to get it filthy like filthy filthy like yeah 
find make my own mud pit somewhere and just like <laughs> make piggy noises as, as I'm doing donuts. Well, you should take it to El Mirage again because I took the Bentley to El Mirage, but the dry lake bed was closed, so I just did the off road sections. But I, you know, I got up to like. I'm not going to say how many, but 6.5 miles per hour. I'll, I'll say it in those terms, you know. Was, uh, has it rained recently? Did I, met, I, was, I mean, I was gone. It's rained long enough ago to where two weeks ago one of my colleagues was, uh, he actually did something for Roadkill, Brian Wood. He shot like a, something entirely on film about the cars racing on the dry lake bed and pu- uh, published it for Roadkill. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't realize. I guess he was one of the first major events that okay. happened. Uh, okay. When after it was open, so well, it's open again. Off, I mean, it's just a product of all the rain that we got this right. last winter, yeah. right? So yeah, that that put a bit of a yeah took a little bit of the wind out of the sails for what I wanted to do with it, but uh, I think we we accomplished the job. So yeah, stay tuned for that film because people know. Like I, I rode in that car, I drove it a little bit when we did our Colorado special last year for Drive on NBC Sports, mm-hmm. and the thing is fast. I mean, it's, even on dirt, flat dirt, like and it's so quiet. Yeah. It's too quiet, really, but its speed and torque and the way it just squats and goes is amazing. And that's the thing, because right before that, I had the 2017 Nissan GTR Premium, and yeah, that's faster, but it doesn't feel <laughs> Premium's faster. a relative term when you put a GTR <laughs> up against a Bentley. <laughs> was, mean, it, was it silver with the red leather interior? Yes. I, we, we had that, that one a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I had that like two people before you guys did. Okay. Did they refine yeah. the transmission at all in that? A little bit, but it's still, it's still, not, it's well, still I mean, PDK. Compared to the, the first one, it's like massively yeah. better. It's a though. major leap forward. But it's still a long way away from what everybody else is doing with the dual clutch at this point. I wouldn't I say wouldn't that. I wouldn't say that. No. I, I, I would say... First gear is rough, um, and like then it's just a, like it's just racier mm-hmm. it's racy for the street i think is probably the problem a lot of people have with it it's i'll agree with that if you, you if you go into it saying this is a motorsports vehicle like most race cars make noise but i think it's so hard when you have the pdk which is quiet and also capable and also of good. hundreds and hundreds of horsepower that's it's always going to be the benchmark yeah. jack of all trades it's pretty good yeah. and the leather work in that car was nice very it was nice. very nice yeah. it's still hard to justify considering what the original price tag of that car was i disagree because of what that car can do it's so fucking fast so fast so i like if you if you benchmark the cars side to side like it still feels like a pretty good deal I against some of the cars. completely understand from the performance standpoint. Right. I'm just going from kind of the psychological standpoint of that car. What did it originally list at? 75? 75, 80 after tax. $80,000 when it was brand new. Now they want, like, that premium one is probably, what, 130, 140? Uh, no, the premium uh, one hundred and twenty. No, uh, the one we had was uh, fully loaded at one eighteen nine ninety. Yeah, that's a the, the big, Nismo is the one that jumps to like one hundred and forty. That's a big hike considering the quality that you can get in other cars. Wait, place. when did the first generation uh, GTR come 09. out? Was it 09? Mm-hmm. July of 09. We have to. We'd have to honestly compute for inflation a little bit because if I mean it's not going to be fifty or fifty grand, but it'll yeah. be some of it. And no, everything else. I mean, that's a fair point too. Um, but. It would be nice to see the car evolve at the same time. It, they, as saying that as a fan, it's stale. They need to. They need a new model. It's just like they. I, I feel like though they need a new Z sooner than they need a new GTR. Because talking oh, yeah. about fucking stale. Yeah. Holy shit! And I'm a, I'm a Z fan. And if if they don't put the 400 horsepower motor in that one from mm-hmm. Infinity, it's like what are you guys doing? Unless you go the other way and make, make it, it smaller, lighter, make cheaper, it light which and they put wouldn't a Turbo do. Four in it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. or just give them both options. I mean, look at the Jaguar F Type. Yeah, the series. There you go. Yeah. You could do that too. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, so, you, have is this your first project car foray? 
first ever Project Car foray, and my story with Project Cars is kind of like yours, where we're not mechanically inclined. I mean, right. I took one semester of auto shop in high school, so I can get around. I used to work on my Fox body back in my teenage years. I've you know changed the air conditioning compressor clutch and swapped out radiators. And You uh, can you know. fix a Fox body with a crowbar, That's a hammer, thing. and a fucking adjustable wrench, though. That's the thing. So, I mean, this is going light years ahead, even though it's... Yeah. You know, uh, ninety-one Mustang versus going back in time to a seventy-seven Porsche, but still, right? It's it's technical. It's well, more the of ninety-one Mustang had nineteen seventy-two, yeah. You know, technology <laughs> yeah. in it. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. That's funny. Uh, um, so that I mean, that's exciting. Then you yeah. have people helping you, obviously, being where you're working on the car Absolutely. and having the other guy do the heavy lifting on the engine will be nice. Yeah, actually, Did you get that spark plug out. No, so <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. You're gonna watch the episode to know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> yeah, only two have been removed so far, and uh, people. People are commenting, actually, we're commenting on YouTube today about, hey, just drop the engine and you can get the spark plugs out a lot easier. But yeah, but then I, I want to crank the motor just to see if I can get it moving. I want to keep it in the car for that. And I want to, yeah. you know, boroscope the, the cylinders. And I've already boroscoped two of them. And the, the, the tops of the cylinder heads are just caked in carbon. But I mean, I think it'll be, you know, with a little bit of penetrating oil, I think I can get the engine moving well, again. Well, I'd rather it be carbon than rust. So That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's rust. I mean, when we drained the oil on episode two, the oil came out like it was brand new. It's just a little dark, but not black or anything like that not sludgy not gloopy it, it was surprisingly good i think we changed the oil right before we right before, right before the car went dormant and i think we changed the spark plugs too I because mean, there's no heat cycling on those on that engine you hmm. do a little cleanup job on it you, you swap out the rings and probably stop out the tr- timing chains and that's all it really needs if you're, if you're trying to keep it stock and not make any more power yeah, that's all you can but do. If, but you might as well bore it out a little bit. <laughs> if, if you got the rings on. <laughs> and we'll, we'll come to those goosey, goosey. Okay. You know, you know. Go EFI, though. Those cars are much better with EFI. Well, oh, yeah. Right now it's the uh, mechanical fuel injection. It's, yeah, there's, that's not a reliability factor there at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll come to those determinations as they uh, come to our doorstep. Yeah, um, that, that'll be great. Uh, it's going to be really fun for people to follow along with this once they get invested, just because it's not just like when I bought my, I always say two, but there are three project cars. <laughs> when I bought them, there's no attachment. You know, mm-hmm. there's no emotional attachment yeah. to them. Um, uh, th- lately, though, it's been fun driving my daughter in the Benz, but there's no nothing going into these cars. For you, I mean, um, you're brought home from the hospital in this car. That's, that's amazing to get that thing up and going again. It determined so. the course of my life, and so this is this is the most meaningful story of my career. Right. I mean, I, I don't know if anything can top this. Maybe something else will top this in the future, but, I mean, really, this is the car that, that defined me as an automotive, automotive enthusiast, and uh, to actually speak or to answer your question more about the goal with this, um, we're actually trying to make this the official internet brand's uh, SEMA show car. This oh, wow. Year. Yeah, so we're trying to get it at SEMA this oh, so year. so you're going to get majorly hooked up on the parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it won't, yeah. Be, it won't be showroom stock very long. Yeah, well, yeah right. But, uh, yeah, so that we're, we're trying to get it on display. So it'll be on 22s. It'll be fucking <laughs> slammed on the ground. Like, I, I changed tactic. It's RWB now. Uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're trying to get a, you know, a, it at display there at SEMA, and then uh, we want to throw a party, or the sales department from at, at IB wants to throw a party for the completion of the car and everything. So. That'll be sweet. Um, yeah. and, and it'll be... It'll stand out by being the most stock vehicle <laughs> at SEMA, which is actually kind of awesome. Well, I mean, well, there are we do make fun, but there there are occasionally stock cars there because there's people that like make repopped parts or yeah. you know repop yeah. wheels or, like the the wheel wheel, vinti- vintage. wheel vintage guys and stuff. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's like, what if we can accomplish like almost a Porsche? factory-looking restoration from some guy who doesn't even really know that much about mechanics. You know, that's that's kind of a cool little, you know, yeah, beating, the only, beating the odds. The only thing that's a real 
bitch on that car to work on is Porsche engines are a pain in the ass. Yeah. I haven't even worked on them, but I've watched enough build videos to go, oh, no, that's too finicky. Yeah. I'll leave that to a Porsche guy. I mean, and just... It was, I was almost, I almost was suffering of depression at the end of episode two because I'm looking under this engine and really the, the gravity of how bad it was designed in 77 to account for all the California smog get-arounds mm-hmm. was depressing. It's like you know all the heat cycling that engine went through over 116,000 miles to see every crevice leaking oil, that is discouraging. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, when I'm giving my closing arguments at the end of the video, I am doing my best to remain positive despite <laughs> the odds against me. I mean, it's kind of like that Project Car Hell kind of theme. Is, yeah. is that car emissions exempt now? No, it's not. Because they were talking about moving up from 75. Yeah, but they yeah, never did. Yeah, they did talk about it, but I mean, that's... No, nope, it is absolutely not emissions You know what, they'll just put it German spec. Nobody will know the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So that you got an adventure on your hands. That's Oops. very exciting. Uh, speaking about your Mercedes really quick. So this is the story I wanted to tell you that I'm going to tell you now. Okay. Only because you, we brought it up and you said you don't have an attachment to these cars. So you bought your current Mercedes sedan for how much? Right. Yeah. For how much? 3300 okay. which I might have overpaid a little bit. So we just I edited I a one take for Matt, and he reviewed this guy's super clean uh, green Mercedes 280 with a V8. It wasn't. It's not uh, Kyle from Car Stories, is it? No. Okay. Uh, it's some older guy. He's an architect. Okay. Lives in Calabasas. Got it for seven thousand dollars, and it's so nice and so fresh, I and sounds it. so rumbly. Yeah. Same era as my car, or a little older. Uh, same V8, shape, though. but V eight. V eight. I can't remember the year exactly. Because uh, the ones just before my car are like climbing up pretty hard mine aren't really climbing up yet so like mine to me that seems so cheap it's like it's such a nice car oh no i agree Seven thousand is is, if it's in like great shape that's that's great but my the 114s aren't doing anything yet it's really weird so uh, so i've picked the truck and the car that it's like uh, models on either side of them are like, oh, these are fantastic. And I didn't buy them to be investments, but at the same time, it would be nice. Like, slightly older trucks, slightly newer trucks, or just like a few years older Benzes, or a few years newer Benzes. Like, yeah, but that, that'll even out at some point, because yeah. it always does when like the market depletes for whatever the most desirable one yeah, is. you move on to the next on. one. Just like first-gen Camaros, when everybody was restoring those and doing a billion of them, then they got expensive, and everybody started going, huh, the second gen's not too bad. 76 yep. is the best year ever. I just didn't see it before. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. 85 is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I love 175 horsepower on my Camaro V8. Um, no, uh, I, I'm going to have to see that then, because the green nice. on the Benzes, if it's an original factory green, their greens are gorgeous. Um, but the V8 is... Sweet. I was surprised at how affordable it was, is what I meant. I didn't yeah. mean it was like, oh, it's going up in price. No, no, and you're, no. I was like, that was only that much money? This seems luxurious. Yeah, and it's probably more than twice as nice as mine, I'm sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I was looking to buy my wagon that I bought, I was also at the same time looking at the slightly older Benzes, the sedans, the W108s, and those look a little bit more regal than the one I have. And those at the time were probably worth what mine is. Like, and those have start, now are like ten when mm. they were three. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it'll get there. But yeah, my my year is still 
pretty affordable. Um, and I think I overpaid on mine, to be totally honest. It yeah, runs but if you but paid 33 for it, who cares if you overpaid? Would you pay, overpay for, like, by $300? Yeah, probably. I wish I, I, wish I would have got it for, like, 2800 bucks. But yeah. that would have been, like... I wish you would have settled on three or something like that, mm-hmm. but I was like, but I wanted it, so I just made a dumb decision. Well, it wasn't dumb. It wasn't dumb. No, I'm very happy for thirty three hundred dollars. You got a good working car. Yeah, and any video you share in it, I'm putting it on MB World. Perfect. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, I I, I I I like it. I'm very happy with it. So uh, now it's time yeah. to start um, taking a deeper look at it. Um, maybe diving into it and see what might be wrong. But I've been under the car. There's no rust. Nice. Fucking great. Good. I mean, is it always a California car? Yeah, it was bought in, at a dealership in Carlsbad. Cool. From new. Um, so that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see that one take then. That'll be nice. How many miles? Uh, the Yodo doesn't work. It okay. stops at 82,000. First thing I'd look at is look at your brakes and your suspension. The the there's a, the guy I bought it from, granted, grain of salt here, he bought it from a mechanic who bought it from the little old lady who owned it. And it was the little old lady. I have all mm-hmm. the oil changes in the glove box, all the receipts dating all the way back up until like either the mid-2000s. Her signature says little old lady. Is my granny Sue says yes to the work. Um, so uh, because of the quality of the underside, there's been mechanics who say like it might be an 82,000-mile car. Um, but – if it was 182,000 still, but the Odo just it doesn't spin at it all. It doesn't so matter no at a car at that age if it's doesn't. in good shape. Totally agree. Yeah. As long as it runs fine, do speed you know work. It? Yeah, speed okay. works. Uh, it's probably off somewhere between 10 and 5 miles per hour, depending on how fast. Because I pulled ways up to see, um, so I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm scooting along. But I mean, I drive it on the highway at 80, is indicated it, 80. Is that discs all the way around? Or I believe so. It I is. believe so. It brakes really well. That was the first thing uh, I hit the brakes and I fucking almost went into the street. I'm like, whoa! I was not expecting that because I just got out of a. I went to look at it in a Miata RF. So mm-hmm. I was like, I got out of that and I was expecting to be like mush pedal. I was like, oh shit, I think I should buy this just because of how well it breaks. But I, I, I got to address the right front suspension because it pulls to the right and I believe it's ball joint. And then um, I just want to have uh, a good Benz shop. Um, and I have a line on one. I just got to get in there, um, walk through it, make a list of everything they'd like to there do. And a, then we'll work through that there's list. There's a couple of really good Benz shops. I mean, and they're a little out of your way, but they're in Redondo on, on Pacific Coast Highway. There's one that comes highly recommended in Garden Grove, which is Not bad. pretty easy. Um, and it's uh, uh, the, the one thing I'd like to do, too, is I want to talk to someone about reconditioning the seats because the the outer material of the seats is in excellent shape. The interior. Oh, you just need new foam and springs well, or something. Well, back in the day, though, it's fucking horsehair. That's oh. what they filled them with. You should fill so it with foam. So it's disgusting oh, yeah. in there. No, I'm gonna, I want someone to f- do foam, custom foam. Honestly, dude, just find yourself a really good Mexican upholstery shop. Those, like, these Mexican families do fucking crazy good interior work. Yeah, no, you, yeah. Um, but the, the shop I'm looking at in Garden Grove, on his Instagram, he had pictures of redoing the foam on someone's seats. I was like, oh, well, that's another bonus. Um, but I want to go down the list of a bunch of things, too. Like, uh, my driver's side window, I can't put it all the way down because if I go below, it like it'll, it's, something's fucked up in there. It just needs to be realigned. Like, little things like that. You could tackle that yourself. I could tackle that one myself, yeah. I just ordered some new window seal kits. I just uh, put yellow tint on the, the fog lights. I think it looks pretty good with the I think paint. you should get it, uh, paintless dent guy to go knock some of those little dents out yep that'd be easy too apparently too it's a it's non-clear coat paint it's like a single stage paint so oh, you wow. could you could basically 
uh, buff it back to a shine, the faded panels. So you can't if it's not too thin, as I found out on my Miata. Yeah, because you get paint coming off from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to see how good McGuire's can teach me how to do it. <laughs> Talk to Larry first. Well, I'll just go to McGuire's, uh, and and because those guys are awesome. They can't because they'll cut it. You know, time. they'll you know cut it, buff it down, and it'll be shiny. Yeah, yeah. And then if yeah. you can. I don't know if you can throw clear on it afterwards or maybe th- like clear broad the thing or something. If you want, I can put you in touch with Jason over McGuire's. It's like their master. No, no, I've, I've been to McGuire's oh, okay. a bunch. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm good there. Um, okay, so, well, then I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Chris. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Benz is... Uh, I was going to get to the Benz, actually. Yellow Fog. It says Yellow Fog. It did something weird the other day, though. So, um, uh, there's three warning lights in the in the car. Um, not on. They're just, you know, there. One of them is to remind you if the parking brake is on. So I, I never use the parking brake. I haven't seen a need to. It's been fine. But if I accelerate hard from a, a stop, it flashes on and then fades away. So I have no fucking clue why it's doing that. I don't know if it's a loose wire or if it's like the it functioned as another type of warning light for something wrong. It's really weird. Is that a parking brake? Does that also your emergency brake? I mean, I guess so. It's basically the same thing yeah. in this car. Okay. But, but I don't know what why. It's Wait, it's always the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what I was getting to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, um, I was just getting to the point of you know I want to check that one just in oh. case. Yeah, no, the parking brake works fine. Um, it's literally only when I'm underway. Like if I put the parking brake on and turn the car on, the warning light is on to let me know that it, that is engaged. Yeah. Um, so I shut that off. The light goes off. It's got to be a sen- either a sensor is loose or a wire is loose. That's what I'm thinking. So the momentum is making it go. I'm on now, and then it's not. Because if I roll on the throttle, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's called. Um, yeah, it's you'll momentum. have probably what's called a window switch attached to that lever somewhere along the line, which is literally just like a little piece of like wire that like on a spring that like just clicks into place. It's probably just bouncing on something. That's probably what it is. If you I mean, pull that's the what dash I think panel it was. Off, you'll probably see it yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, it, it uh, of course, it happened when Jen and Sloan were in the car. We were driving up a hill, and it fucking stuttered and died. And I, I, I felt it happen. And so hazards on, pulled over the right, put it in park, fired back up, and we continued. It was like, that was weird. How much fuel did you have? Like a full tank. Mm. Well, then it wasn't fuel pump. Right. Do oh. a, is a fuel filter new? You replaced that. Did no, I haven't touched the fuel. I, see, I haven't done any maintenance to this. Fuel yet. filter might have fucked that. That turned that turned off Musto's uh, Caprice wagon a few yeah. times on the highway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's the shitty, um, like, glass or plastic style filter, which the inline one. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Saying, I yeah. actually like those are like five dollars. They're easy. To no, fix. inline filters are great. I just don't like glass or like the. Oh, just get an aluminum one, yeah, like everything else is made. That's why I have my truck, because um, the glass ones can explode. <laughs> um, so I want to get rid of that one. And then um, getting new tires for it. So I was talking about possibly putting bigger wheels on it. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but I wanted modern tires on there. Um, and I talked to Michelin the other day. They just are coming out with a new tire that fits 190 70R14s. It's like, well, fucking boom. Wow. Yeah, 14s. It's but like I love the crowd. wheels on that car. Yeah. Um, so getting fresh tires for it. So I'm stoked on that. Because I was going to go like 16s, 17s. Even talking to, and a lot of people are saying, don't do it. Um, the guys at 1552 were thinking about, because um, there are a few styles that I like that I think could fit the aesthetic of the car. But now I'm thinking I want to try to hold off. And those Send wheels would to college. better. Oh. No, no, we would have got. Uh, they're, they're, their cast wheels aren't um, their forged wheels are are pricey their cast wheels are regular price um, the uh, but I think 1552s would look better on the wagon the wagon um, has more attitude yeah the wagon's gonna be a crazier car yeah um, so 
There's that. That's the Benz. Uh, talk about the truck for a second. It's leaking oil still. Uh, I want to take because at first I was like, oh, I got to get this to a shop. I got to get this to a shop. But I still want to have someone completely rebuild the engine, like clean it up, bore it out. Let's just fucking go for it. Take because yeah. you know the bottom end is going to die at some point. Yes. Compression on eight is down. All that shit. Three ninety is a great mill. Yeah, exactly. So there, we, I mean, you could just. It's very easy to make that a four twenty eight. Which would be fucking sick. Um, it's very easy to do it, actually. So those are good engines, right? Um, the um, so I want to take the intake manifold off. Which a year ago I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. Now I'm like, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. It's a few bolts, and and mine is aluminum, so I can do it by my. It's super light too. I'm like you uh-huh. can one hand it. Um, That's one of the easier things to do on an old engine. So uh, just check the. I'll check the gaskets. I'll look, see where I fucked I'll, up, and I guarantee it's leaking in the I'll back. I'll put of the you in touch with uh, the guy I've been dealing with at Edelbrock. Can I get you a nice intake Edelbrock? I have an Edelbrock from our piano. Oh, you do already. Yes. So it weighs like nothing. It's a few bolts. Shut I- up, Chris. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fucking help you. So, so um, once again, uh, by the way, uh, a legend passed. Yeah. Vic Edelbrock, mm-hmm. no longer with us. Rest in peace. Um, so the, uh, like I said, a year ago, I wouldn't have tried to do this. But now I'm like, I'll just take the fucking intake manifold off, see where it's leaking oil. It's probably out the back of the engine, which is why I can't see it mm-hmm. underway. And then I'll put new gaskets in there, and I'll fix my fucking problem. Because I, I guarantee it's something stupid like that. Because I did the gaskets when we did it's all the It's either that or it's your rear main. Um, which is not as good. Yeah. But where it's leaking, I don't think it's the rear main because it, it winds up coming to the front somehow. So I think it's like coming out the side, reaching down the block, and then like sometimes dripping across that front uh, cross member right there. It's like, can you not see the back of the block? You could wipe it clean and then you know run it for a little bit and then check. No, okay. you can't really get. You back might there. also just have. Failed, you can get close, but not close. You enough. might also just have failed gaskets on your uh, valve covers. Uh uh, we didn't touch the valve covers though, and they didn't leak before. That's why I think it's the intake manifold, which I did the gaskets on, and I don't see it leaking from the um, the, the the timing uh, cover. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that. Though it could be. I should take another look. It's an old engine. Things could would be, be coming a lot from of multiple things. places. But the problem is, it didn't leak before we fucking did all this work. So I know it's my fault. Something I did with the gasket. Yeah, you never know. It could be a wrinkle, or it could be a bad seal, or it could be could just that. a bad I, gasket. Whatever. I, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt and going. It could be another. You know, seal something that failed new. On yeah. there. I think you did it. I definitely think I did it. So we're going to do that. I'm still looking for a shop to rebuild that engine. Um, but that I, I have a line on one. I just haven't called them because I'm hoping to find one closer. This one's in like uh, Santa Clarita. It's too bad you can't do it. And I, I mean this genuinely because like, you have so many cars. I, I wish I had the, the garage space one and then like the freedom of two automobiles to like learn and to like tear down an engine on one. You know, while the other ones if, I can drive around. If I had a two car, I would one hundred percent do it myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't have the room. If I had a two car garage, I would absolutely the truck would be in there, engine possibly pulled as I'm like mm-hmm. learning how to, like fuck it, let's go full bottom end this time. Let's do the whole engine and then like send send it out when things needed to be machined, mm-hmm. but put it all mm-hmm. back together myself on it's, the stand. It, dude, it's if you've got a manual and you've got. You've got uh, not that manual. <laughs> <Haynes manually. laughs> Me and Jeff both just pointed at manual without trying to coordinate. It's not it. a We're Korea, both a regular, a, an actual shop manual, and you've got a good torque wrench. You can do it. It's all Lego yeah. pieces, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was away from the mic grabbing a water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I but I don't have the space. So uh, now, wombat. Uh, I mean, it's not a great update, wombat. but it it's so it's now moving. It's moved to a third parking spot, and it's getting kicked out of that one, and it is now on its way to its fourth parking spot. <laughs> At this new parking spot, I have two months to either find a shop or find a fifth parking spot. Mm. So 
I'm, uh, I wrote this three times. Eager, eager, eager to find a shop interested in taking this project on because I want to turn the key on this wagon by the end of the year. Not necessarily have it ready to roam the streets, but turn the key and have something turn over. Like, doesn't need to be done, but just turning a key means we've made tremendous progress based on how little progress has made. So I'm on the hunt for the shop. I need to find a shop. Um, and not like you think it'd be as easy, like just call around. Like most people don't want to do this type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird custom project. Changing to an LS will make it a little bit more appealing because people are like, oh, yeah, LS, I can do that in my sleep. Hemi, fuck no. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Uh, is it a. Is there any kind of market interest in doing that swap on the regular for those motors that are just worn out? Nope. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, picked a, I picked a dumb, dumb thing to do, but I'm going to see this through. I can't. I There's been like for like flashes, the but the moment, the momentary flashes of time are like, maybe I should just fucking sell this. And it's gone like that. Like, nope, nope, you idiot. We're finishing this. So, well, you just started with the wrong motor. A hundred percent. But the motor is so funny. <laughs> For comedy's sake, I want to keep it alive. It's so funny. Daimler As it Chrysler, turns so out, funny. they were meant to be apart. Yeah, it's not. It's more sad clown than happy clown. I feel like I know two shops in NorCal that would do this that we worked on uh, with for Big Muscle, but... I don't know if they would do it, you know, for like a promotional discount. No. And it's also very far away. Right, right. Like, I, I don't expect a shop to do it for free. But I also can't pay... $10,000 to get a $5,000 project finished. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not discounting the, the work needed. And But if I do switch to an LS, it will make someone who knows how to do this, it'll make their job easier than it would be with a Hemi. You might be able to, I mean, oh, just as me. far as getting the motor in and mounted and everything, you and Rick might be able to do the that. The Hemi together. and Trans are in. They've been in for like three you years. Different engine. Oh, you mean the LS? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, then you're going to need new mounts and you're going to need but to relocate. We, don't, we can't keep it at Rick's house. We, You know, like, the time involved for us getting out there for both of our schedules like yeah. i need it at a shop yeah. unfortunately if i had a three-car garage no i'm just kidding <laughs> um so that's where we're at on that I- i'm gonna jump over to uh listener questions right now so let's see where we're at i think i know where you can keep it we'll talk afterwards sweet uh not matt's because that's not done yet. No, can, no, 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 no. can i just say real quick that people should go to grid life Yes, I want to talk about grid life. Go ahead. Because we usually do questions at the end. That's why I jumped ahead of you. Yeah, Unless yeah. you want to. Nope. Do your thing. Uh, have you guys been to that? Have you been to no, it? I uh, their safety looked very lax. Um, there were people on the other side of the fence shooting drift cars whipping by. Like, yes. On the grass. I was one of those people. You yes, shouldn't I do saw that. The video well, <laughs> a couple things. I know um, you were on the inside of the turn and not the outside of the turn. That's the, not safe. The, the outside of the turn, it looks closer to the track than they were, because um, uh, I know what you're talking about. And like when I was around turn five, um, I thought, wow, man, there's no wall here. This is crazy. But hidden in the grass is like a pretty wide like, gravel sand trap that you can't really see. And then there's a ditch. It's like there's so much water there. There's like all this foliage that kind of hide this, hides this stuff. Yeah. And they only let drifters in who are either Formula D, Formula D Pro Pro two or like approved through them. Like doesn't you, it, mean I, I couldn't go out there. Blow. Things can go wrong, but I think they know that. Um, like that's not. I know he's on the inside of the turn. Oh, he'll be fine. He. But that's what. Well, he's also media. The entries pass. have happening. It doesn't matter though. The media totally shouldn't matters. be there. I disagree. As I, someone who has worked in this field doing that it, before, if there. If the car loses it, the momentum of the car is taking it out. Depends, but a drifter swings both ways, so that not, car can go. Not a few on, not mid corner though. 
but he's entering here at a high rate of speed. Death can still happen. Death can still happen. Dude, things can go wrong. I think it's important to have... That's also why waivers exist. Well, waivers, one. Well-trained media... Waivers don't replace someone dying. I mean, experienced media is important. Like... I don't know. Maybe I've I've done some risky, had some risky filming positions in the past, but it's like that's where you get the shot, and it's kind of exciting as a person who wants to get a little adrenaline. I hear to you. Go be I, close. I, I hear you one hundred percent, and that's why we have a morning star. Stand. Right. That's why we have a morning star. I think. I think um, the guys that usually shoot FD, you know, they're behind K rails, but they know how the cars work. They know where they can be and not be, and, and they're usually not too stupid. I like the photo of the kid leaning over the K rail to get the shot. Getting smacked in the face by the wing, right? They so they had a rule there because people, you know, they had the front straightaway where the guys were initiating the first turn, and and by mid session they were able to like whip right, then back to left. So they're basically hucking at ninety degrees on a straightaway that you know Manji style and going back, and it's not a wide track, and people were standing right against the wall, and they had they had to ask them, and then eventually put up a barrier, like, dude. Don't try to touch the wing. Don't lose your fingers. Like, probably be smarter than that because it's it's a cool event because it feels casual. But they do have tech. They do have safety. Like they take the precautions, but they don't want it to. And start it's not to... a contest, right? Like, there's nothing no to win. drifting is pure exhibition. Okay. Time attack is a contest, and then there's HPDE, which is just HPDE. You right. know, different run groups. Grab an instructor if you want to learn how to drive. Like, yeah, ex- exactly. So it, it's a good mix of like feeling like a relaxed atmosphere of friends who are just into cars and want to have a party at night. Um, it looks like a shitload of fun. It's a ton of fun. Grid life looks awesome. And the access, I mean, like, so I'll jump it. The, the fun night, we went out, you know, both nights into Tent City. But second night, we commandeered a bunch of golf carts, come upon the FD guys who every night now would just roll around, roll up to a party at a tent, and then take over and play flip cup for like 20 minutes and then just motor on their way. They were just like marauding pirates of party people. And, you know, these people came out that to watch. doesn't sound like the FD guys I know. Dude, it's awesome because, like, they're such normal people. So it's 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 uh, Vaughn Gittin, um, Chris Forsberg, and Turk. And they're just, like, show up in a golf cart. And you're like, hey, man, yeah, that was a fun party. And you turn around and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. The people you came to watch are now going to, you know, drink beers with you and then go to the next group. We the should, next group. I, awesome. I need to go to Grid Life and make sure it's a drink alliance. That's it. Trademarked. I'm trademarking Trademark. Drink Alliance because there's already Dirt you Alliance, cool. Drift yet? Alliance. No shit. Go register well, the website. Right. This is yeah. <laughs> looking it up. So it, it was fun. <laughs> it was it really fun for uh, you know, and the nightlife party stuff was was a good time. The music was jamming. Um, was it Keys and Crates? I think on night two was a shout out because they were just like really killer like EDM stuff. And then Atlanta is gonna. Have Fucking ludicrous headlining, which is Whoa. For it's, like, real. it's like a real life Forza Horizon. It totally is. It's got fifteen thousand um, people. It so looks awesome, and like so fun. many different people I'm friends with or follow in this world were at Grid Life. I was like, fuck, I need to get my ass to a Grid. It's life. like a show good time. Yeah. yeah. But what's crazier, something like Grid Life or Burning Man or Oh Burning Man? Okay, totally. just make sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. This is the placeholder uh, for DrinkAlliance.com. This website has just been created at Windows 2008 and is still under construction. That's <laughs> this very website funny. is hosted by Malaysia Hosting to You. <laughs> so Drink Alliance isn't available, and I'm sure someone in Malaysia wants a lot of money. It's a for it. long URL though for people that enjoy alcohol, right. so you might want to go shorter anyway. I, I, and it's a lot of effort for a joke. Or how about Drunk oh, Alliance? Make the shirts, right? Just, I know. You, I just you just, just make the, make the shirt and then show the up and, and give one to Vaughn. I'll just make the shirt. Um, yeah, I give one to cool. t- t- Tony Angelo because I think he started Drift Alliance. I think he's and Forsberg. Uh, okay. yeah. and Forsberg like the first two. Yeah. Um, so no, it looks it looks awesome. It's great. Um, so we're moving on to. Patreon questions. Um, we get to do accents. Are you into this? Yes. Okay, sweet. So we answer these questions 
Chris, do you want to do the accent? Uh, yeah, let's see if okay. I can not default to Massachusetts this time. <laughs> so let's fuck it. We should just uh, so we we um, answer the question um, with an accent from an accent sure. card. Now, if it's something that you feel will be racist or <laughs> I mean too racist, let me say that um, <laughs> hard to pull off on on audio. Like there's one that's. Um, like Although Manuel's mine. got more leeway with racist than mm-hmm. we do because he's got yeah. a little more melanin. Right. Yeah. Well, we're, so. we're, we are, our white privilege only goes so far. <laughs> um, so um, it, if, you, if it doesn't, if the card doesn't work for whatever reason, just say I need to grab another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach is shuffling, um, and then uh, yeah, we're all going to grab a card here. And we only do this for the Patreon people because they're better than everybody else, um, present company included. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. Pull yourself up right. by your donated well, money bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So ready? See, I'm going to take ready? another card. Yeah. Okay. Um, prediction, uh, David, prediction of the next 9-11 type bubble. I'm thinking 90s Japanese. Ooh. Okay, so my accent is pooping. <laughs> you can also so, not say the accent. You can, you can make us guess, it. but okay, okay, uh, I like that too. No? Okay. I like that too. Because I kind of have to talk like I'm on constipation and kind of like a Brooklyn accent <laughs> to give it more effect. <laughs> so... Um, my prediction for the next 9-11 bubble, you ask? Is that what it is? <laughs> Don't forget, you got to go throw up. Oh, man. Oh, God. You know, I see a little something in my mind's eye about the, um, the 993 might dip a little bit from my, from my expert opinion. <laughs> it's like Larry David trying to run down the street like to Larry take a shit. Yeah. That was Larry great. Larry David doing Bernie Sanders doing... Yeah. <laughs> Prediction of the next 9-11 type bubble. I'm thinking 90s Japanese is the question. You see, what we got down here is we're going to have some crazy shit. We're going to have V8s in it. And it's going to be fucking great. We're going to put a rebel flag on it. And I think it's going to be Fox Body fucking Mustangs. I like it. Was it the next the next 9-11 like bubble? Type bubble, yes. America. I actually don't even know what my thought is on this. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to be 46 and threes. Oh, I know. It's you not. know what? That's a lot easier than last time where I was running on like three hours of sleep. Nice. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm. Hurry up, laddie. Answer the damn question. The people are waiting. Are they well, as an as a owner and breed of fine livestock and horses, <laughs> I believe that the brand, if you will, or organism that is always the most pure and, and thorough will always be appreciated. So, be it an American car or a Japanese car, as long as it stays true to itself and it is a strong runner, it'll be valuable. What about bodies in white? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not saying what I was thinking. Oi, as much as I would like it to be a DMC product, bless their hearts, they left our country long ago. I don't think so. I do believe it will be the 90s Japanese cars. They've got the right appeal to the generations that's just getting their finances in position. They're shorted on potatoes. <laughs> and they're going long on the 240Z. What about Dags? Do you like Dags? <laughs> I like, I like Dags. Uh, 240SX is a strong um, runner. Saw a lot of sweet S15s at Gridlight. Man, 240Z once you get, is not 240SX. Once you get out of California, like, yeah. all the swaps and cars that are illegal there, it's just oh, you're like, oh, this isn't fair. Jelly. Nice. Yeah. Total jelly. Uh, I think we're already there with the Fox bodies, though. I think that's... yeah. I think we get more to go on Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll I, go I, up further. But I think so, too, yes. Zach always oh, does no. This so will good. be way too racist. <laughs> 
You good? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan Mosqueda, are you recording in 4K, Jeff, or will you be doing this? Is, we don't really need to do this one in an accent because uh, I'll answer it quick. Are you recording in 4K, Jeff, or will you be doing so? I need more 4K content to justify buying my latest TV. I shoot in 4K on GoPros, but I do not uh, offer it in 4K just because I don't even own a 4K TV yet. I, I don't, don't even know what this is. I don't. Um, so I'm not offering my videos in 4K yet. I just. I'm, maybe the, when the new consoles come out, they usually then push TVs. So we're probably not far from needing to shoot in 4K, but I don't need it personally. So, Can I add um, to that? Yeah. Well, because 55% of mobile video or video is consumed via mobile, and there aren't mm-hmm. really that many 4K mobile phones. So I'm going to wait any? a while. I, I, I don't know. It's probably one or two for the tech geeks. Yeah, but they're really probably only available like in like Korea and Japan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, 4K TVs, I mean... They're I've affordable, had one for, yeah. I've had one for. Like, do you not know what this years. sounds like, Chris? Because then no, we should I do, probably have to talk. A, <laughs> it's a little hard to pull that off. Uh, in, in, hey, yeah, uh, on mic for an extended period of time. That could be a short now, burst of noise, but, but that's but, about it. But also, you are you are um, into tech. Yes, you got you know you get the consoles when they come out. You get the, you want to play them on the best TVs. Blah 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 blah. The Huge. average person though. Is here's a why farther. they're going to get dirt cheap this Christmas. But yeah. here's the real reason why you want to release stuff in 4K. Because there is less 4K content, your stuff sticks way out, and you go to the top of the heap. I mean, that's a good So argument. if you're not actually even shooting 4K, just upscale it to 4K and release it. <laughs> I know multiple people that do that. Wow. Interesting. YouTube hack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um, close caption your videos. You rank higher that way, too. You're going to mm-hmm. have a good answer for this one. Okay. Um, uh, Jason Darrett, why is the Nissan Sentra SR Turbo so great? No. I think it's really ugly, but I've heard that I should buy one. I don't know this person, but it's interesting that they ask, because people who know me know that I right. have a love affair with the Nissan Sentra SR Turbo. So uh, I am Accent. a... Ooh, shit. All right. So, uh, yes, so... Uh, um, the, uh, it's a difficult <laughs> accent for me, army matey, but I really have to get into it. Uh, I have a love affair with Dior here, <laughs> Nissan Sentra, it's a turbo. Ooh, matey. Are you, are you sure are you, which direction? There's two. There's two. One was Scotch-toberfest, and the other one was scurvy. I'm not sure which. I thought it was scurvy getting fucked. <laughs> That's going to be annoying to sustain, but anyhow. Um, <laughs> Bonjour! Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm not really good at pirate. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I am actually on the board of directors of the Motor Press Guild, and uh, we had our event last year, the um, uh, track day, the MPG track days at Willow Springs, and I drove pretty much every car no more than five laps, but mostly all the cars were three laps around Willow. I mean, like the nice stuff like the Mercedes-AMG, uh, C63S, and the GT350, and you know, nice cars, three laps, you know, whatever. So, second car I drive of the day is the Nissan Sentra SR Turbo, and I figure, okay, I'm going to drive this early before somebody blows out the clutch, because somebody's going to disrespect the car. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with the car after the first five laps, because I drove it two extra laps the first time around. <laughs> and then, anytime I had a little bit of downtime in between cars, I would just get back into the Sentra SR Turbo and drive it again. I thought I drove the car around Big Willow 19 laps that day. Later on, about three weeks later, I'm helping Nissan out, out at, uh, in Nashville for their Habitat for Humanity thing, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Dan Pass, the Which PR Which you've guy. done twice, by the way. Twice now, yeah. yes. I love doing it. It's very, very – yeah, I'll always do one that they invite me to. It's very meaningful. And, um, yeah, so 
I was talking to Dan a few weeks later about it. He's like, actually, we ran the data on your laps. You did 23 laps that day. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and our tires knew it. So. Uh, awesome. Uh, I don't know much about the... This uh, you know this fucking sensor. Uh, I'm not doing the best job here with this accent, but it's it's okay. The uh, you know SR that's a good name for it, Nissan engines, especially with the turbo. Uh, images of DET, you know number twenty, like my mama used to do, right, right. It's I haven't driven it, but uh, it's like a rental car. You drive it, you beat the shit out of it, and it fucking likes it. That is a horrible Italian accent. Yeah, that's like a Matt Farragut accent right there. Uh, no, that was a little. It was like Italian. It was like American Mexican, Italian. a little bit, a little bit. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But so. I like how Jason Connor, the Universe's great Jason Connor, says it. Uh, it's like a rental car with a stick, and it just yeah. has that that character about there you it. Go. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can go. I know nothing about this car. <laughs> uh, I need another mm-hmm. card. Uh, we have one more question for Patreon. Patreon. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Colin Ruddock. I'm sure we all have a checklist of uh, to-dos in cars or bikes, whether driving certain models, traveling to special destinations, or competing in some way. What was the last thing you checked off and what's next on your list? And they wrote hashtag accents. <laughs> so what, what's a, a must-do on a car or bike? Um, what's the last thing you checked off and what's next to do on your list? So you could say starting your projects probably and then finishing. <laughs> I think the most of this is going to sound a lot like the first accent <laughs> I did because it's actually very similar. Thank you for coming, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> but uh, it's actually getting new tires because when you have old tires on an older car and then you try to drive it five feet and then they blow up on your ass, uh, you're really screwed. So change those tires. And you can't sustain it because you're not in the, say it, millionaires and billionaires class. That's right. I think yes. it's like a bucket list thing. A bucket list thing. That's what I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. Uh, is that bucket list for Whether uh, driving cars certain models, to... traveling special destinations, things to do in cars, or competing in some way, the last thing you checked off, next on the list. Okay. Um, Chris. Like, what's, what's a... I would say the... Uh, thing that we're going to do here is uh, we're going to uh, I think we got to get uh, uh, Riviera and uh, we'll, we'll load it full of hosers and we'll go get some hockey going and uh, from there I, I, I want to do the Buick Riviera 65 with a, with a modern turbo uh, and it's uh, the best accent Chris has ever done it is it's, it's, it's not far from where we grew up uh, and then uh, I think the other one is is I really want to do a uh, uh I think I would. I want to get a 911 at some point here. Super, uh, Zachariah. Fucking Ditka, man. That was like that was amazing. That reminded me of SNL. Uh, that was Canada. The Bears. Was it well, it was oh, like yeah. Minnesota or is it Canada? It's yeah. Canada. Minnesota. Minnesota. It's it's not very far. You had like the depth of the voice though. That was like the what was the guy from Cheers that when they did that bit together oh, with Chris Clayton. Farley? Yeah. Hey, you see what you want to do here? See, you got it, dude. It's yeah. amazing. That's what I was. Getting That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was the last thing we checked off and the next thing? My short-term memory is amazing. I've read this question like five times. You have. Last thing we've checked off and the next thing we want to do. I'm doing an accent. I know. That's one I've done before, you wrote a card that says Zach Clapman. Fucking cheater. No, and my accent's terrible. Everyone's like, you have a distinctive voice. I'm like, I know what that means. Uh, <laughs> sounds like my asshole. Clapping. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like a 14-year-old has a cold. Uh, 
I mean, no, I, like I, I've done this voice like so many times, dude. Uh, <laughs> I've never gotten Australian. I'm jealous. <laughs> you, you know how to do it too. The other one's rap. I'm like, I can't write a rap. Oh, that'd be amazing. Right I, I started writing about the century, and then we changed questions. Like, no. <laughs> Here's the thing: you doing the Australian voice. You have to if you've had a few cocktails in it. Yeah. Then you you oh, adapt like, to really Australian get, real quick. Yeah, I'd like drop right into it, man. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I've been to a few evenings where you tried to pull that off and see if you can. I've done people. that before. I've talked to girls before with, and they've. It, short enough a time period where they believed it yes well there's, also, there's also a time period and inebriation very point. true it's like a three it's like a three gin mark where it's money and then after that it fails no off. no I mean them the further along they oh. are the better you <laughs> yeah. are no I used to do that at restaurants and uh, people believed it which was hilarious but they were from Omaha so they didn't know any better um, are you from England the last thing I don't know what the last thing, uh, last thing I checked off was like Finally having a car in good repair. I got like a, I got my brakes done. I got it's my. Good I just got a new uh, pads, uh, fluid, stainless steel lines in my M3. So now the thing supposedly isn't going to break at all. So I can actually go drift it and like. And oh, I got I bought a set of extra Choose wheels. Skid I got extra. I'm going to go some skids. Oh, I'm going to do some it's some mad squids, bro. Uh, <laughs> next thing I want to do bucket list. Well, you got your chassis fixed. Mate, you having a giggle at me chassis? <laughs> I got so many good things. Uh, you know, I want to do racing school. Actually, that's what I'm going to do that's next. That's a good one. I especially appreciate your acuity with that accent because I used to live in Australia, <laughs> and so it just brought me back there. So thank you. That was good. Haunting. Um, <laughs> I uh, I do. Daddy, Daddy, do <laughs> D500. What? Daddy, go, oh god, you got it so good. Daddy, go D500. You, you're kind of cheating on this uh, one because you hear this all the time Daddy, now. Well, it's, and she's getting better and better at talking so it's only going to get easier uh daddy do indy 500 uh it's very good it's good daddy like daddy like indy 500 um what do i need to you do you went to the indy 500 right yeah it's fucking awesome okay. i talked about it a little bit in the solo podcast gotcha uh daddy daddy alone podcast um um i let's see i'd like to go to lamar but it's not like I, I, wanted, sp- I really want to get my racing license. Daddy, go race. Daddy, go fast. Jump would be good. Daddy, want to fast. On, on a simple level, I just want to jump a car. For real. Like, I really do. I want to set that fucker airborne. Come down on the shoot on the rubbery do and go smackety smack. Smack it oh, man. You know, grind Pick it. off a couple of drop bears out there. Run right over that fucking wombat's face. <laughs> grind the galvanized into the gravel, you know what I mean there? <laughs> oh, and I would love to go to like to the Australian, the, like the Summer Nationals or whatever the fuck they call it. Just Burnout Festival. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bathurst? Oh, amazing. Oh, no, Burnout. Oh, yeah, Bathurst yeah. would be great, Bathurst. too. I try to, yeah. This is a really hard word to say with an Australian accent because the the course is, is Mount Panorama. Panorama. Like I can't say that word. Mount Panorama. Like I can't do it with Mount Panorama. On a, I don't know. It I'm just sure they do a little different. Right. They probably say like Panorama. You can't yeah, guess Panorama. 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 With the uh, North American accent, we tend to go nasally, whereas a little bit there. Panorama. You go down, down there, and you just got to kind of slow nah, a little mate. bit. I met a Sheila at the top of Mount Panorama. So Jim Jeffries was on Opening's show recently, and man, he's that was he's fucking so. He's got a new show. Yes, he does. He's promoting it. He's some great stories. All right, Twitter questions. Brendan Maxwell at BMAX3242. I thought this question was funny. What's the best and worst part about being a content creator as a living? Well, the last part of your sentence <laughs> is the worst part. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, the best part is, is, is all of it, minus that part. 
Yeah. It's everything about it is pretty awesome, except that part. Right. Yeah. I the mean, freedom yeah. is nice. It's just it. It's hard to make scratch doing it. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, as somebody who's more you know earlier in the game than the other people at this table, you know, for me, it's it's a seven to eleven year process. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and. You know, I'm, you know, some of my videos take 120 hours to edit. So with all the color grading that I'm doing and perfecting the sound, mastering the sound and all that stuff, I, I just, you know, but I'm so passionate about it. Like, when I decided to actually get more into that side of the business, I was helping Jonathan Klein film the Bentley Flying Spur in 2015. And I was so happy that day. It was, I, I hadn't felt that level of happiness. I knew that was going to oh, happen, Jeff. Party fell. <laughs> I hadn't felt that level of happiness in like four or five years. It was just like the hand of God reached down into my soul that day and told me, okay, any extra money that you get from some settlements that I'm involved in with my dad's death. Not to bring the vibe down or anything, but <laughs> I, uh, like, I knew about this, but I, I you know, like, but, but like yeah, a lot of people listening just went what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the, the little monies that not, nothing major, but the little monies that I would get here and there for that, I, I kind of changed priorities that day from going to you know planning on fixing my Fox Body Mustang to investing in all my production equipment and starting to really go gung ho with this. And since I've made that decision, it's just been the most phenomenal ride of my life. Even though I've been working. 18 hour 15 to 18 hour days lately it I, I wouldn't change it for the world you're still very happy which is really good like you no no I mean like yeah. when you're new that's what we all did it's like right. yeah let's go shoot and then drive home and watch the footage when we've been up for 15 hours right, or right. working yeah, 15 I, hours I, I, I know we've it. we've gone over this before but it's just like some people think that there's this expectation that you make lots of money doing YouTube stuff and you don't the people that make lots of money on YouTube are not making it from YouTube they're doing it they're making it from endorsements and appearances because they've got millions of followers, followers. yeah totally um, and then when it comes to the podcast stuff I mean I literally built a company to solve this problem, and even that, it's very, very early days in the podcast advertising market. There's a reason that when you guys listen to these shows, you oftentimes hear the same five or six yeah. different advertisers because man, Blue Aprons really spending a <laughs> shitload of money. Stamps.com/slash/wtf. You know, Harry's razors. Harry's razors. Um, <laughs> it, it's super early days in that, and, and the problem is, is that in in both regards is that when you're on the YouTube side of thing, you don't control your audience, but the advertising is built in there. And so you can monetize immediately in the podcasting game. There's little trust from blue chip advertisers because so many people in this industry were completely dishonest with their numbers for such a long period of time that it, it, they all abandoned it. I mean, Ford famously bought a lot of ad space years ago and pulled out because they realized the numbers they were getting were largely bullshit. Um, so, you know, in all of this space, I mean, the only my one mom really, counts as twelve uniques. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only ones that really make money are the traditional mediums because all that stuff's sorted out. It's going to be another ten years before all these revenue models are really in a place where people can make a living without doing ninety-hour weeks. Mm-hmm. So another ten years. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but then you'll be a, you'll be a mogul, Jeff. right? A mogul, mogul, yeah. I have faith. Uh, I would. I want to say things too. I'm really good at making myself fake cry in the studio. That's like are the third really? time I've ever done it. That's because Wait, the real tears are right Oh, sorry. There. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Yeah, the worst thing is having no money for yeah. like years. It's from 2009 to 2015. And uh, the best thing for me lately is like I've, I'm getting to go to some really cool places with some cool people for like – I mean, driving on NBC Sports mostly – 
mean, Grid Life was also rad. Uh, not to bring it back up, but like we got some good access because Matt was working at it and like right. to go backstage and got to like I listened to Vaughn get and talk about drifting for like forty minutes at in the back of like a EDM shows over there, and we're just like drinking beers and learning about like how car setup works. I was like, holy shit! But this year we're going to Iceland and we're going to do some really cool stuff with some fast cars and that's definitely hell been, we just got to go do all the Forza stuff today Play yeah around with that before go to that before does. anybody else does uh, riding with Chris Harris on the Nürburgring that's probably going to be one of the ones forever that it can't really beat fire yeah that's a pretty Speech good hot fire man Ooh, Chris <laughs> Harris sounds like this off camera man totally <laughs> it's weird it puts in when he gets on camera it's like, oh, very good <laughs> <laughs> me name's Harris I get the course fucking sideways <laughs> <laughs> booyah um but up but up but up uh <laughs> I had uh, uh someone that's a Welsh on the accent, communications by the way. side of the industry a fairly high up communications person tell me that um Chris Harris drives the best but my in-car shtick is the best. And they said this non-insultingly, that if we could combine the two, it'd be fun. Like, I didn't take it as, I'm like, yeah, if I could drive like Chris yeah. Harris, it'd be fucking crazy. I felt I felt uh, it was a genuine compliment. That is a strong so, compliment. Uh, yeah. Um, Jake at iron underscore dookie underscore. It's funny you needed the second underscore, because, like, was somebody already have? Uh, who's a better automotive journalist? Travis Sikulski's dog or Blake Zerong's cat? I'm going to say my dogs, just because... Um, and then you already answered who are you and what do you do mm-hmm. to Untitled yes, Car well, the, Show. The answer yeah. is is Blake is not really an automotive journalist anymore. So He is an, a writer for hire, though. I think he would still write something if pressed. But, yes, he's a student now. Yes. A um, cat would not be a good automotive journalist because it doesn't need anybody's attention, really. It maybe that's it why it would be anything. a better one because it wouldn't care about likes and But comments. it wouldn't even go into the business. The dogs would be like, did you read that? Did you read that? Did you read that? Was it good? Was it good? Was it good? The cat would be like... That's my shit over there. Read mm-hmm. it. Awesome. I don't give a Good fuck. Point. Uh, the cat, actually, now that we're really getting into it, the cat would probably be better at this. Or the cat would be like, I'm going to go into banking and then buy a bunch of cars so I can drive on the weekend, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> um, but we don't have, it's like a weird low week for questions. Uh, we just answered a whole bunch of them. That's not that low. Yeah. Uh, How do they not the more? Yeah, it just, it doesn't feel, because we don't, and normally we have a shit ton on Facebook, so um, it's weird that there weren't uh, any on well, Facebook. We've had a couple of off weeks just with weird scheduling yeah. shit, so. Uh, uh, so that's that's all well and good. Hold on, let me just pull this other shit back up. Um, oh, uh, in a couple weeks, I am driving the RS3 and the TTRS at Lime Rock Park. Fucking stoked. Never driven Lime Rock. Looking forward to both those cars because the new S cars are finally good again. I've always kind of bagged on the recent S4s. The newest S4 is good. I just drove the S5 Sportback. I mean, you know, basically the same thing because um, it rides on the A4 wheelbase. Great um, platform. Yes, and uh, so those are good again. So the RS3 and TTRS should be pretty awesome, and Lime Rock's a nice. I, yeah, part. I hadn't liked the RS the RS4 since you know. Or, well, they didn't have an RS4 for a long time. Right. I haven't liked it since the V8 was in the car. Yeah, right? the B7 was was awesome, and it was a except for the understeer, car. but it was cool. Yeah, it was a cool car. But Audi's dialed that out in their current cars. Mm-hmm. Um, their new their the rear sport diff can do you know 100 of, of the torque going backwards. 100 percent of it can go to one of the wheels. Basically, that means you can put your foot flat to the floor through the corner way earlier than you should and it's fucking fine it just pulls you right through it's but, crazy but still when something's got to give it's going to be the front first right yeah but we had to push well so we pushed this car we when we drove the s4 s5 in palm springs the the, uh, the journalist i rode with i trusted him and he asked if he could do another run because it was a great road this mountain road he goes can i do another run because he was 
annoyed that he couldn't get the tires to make noise. No way. So he, we, he was pushing it hard, and I felt safe, comfortable. And finally, on one of the corners, it stepped out, and it oversteered oh. a little bit, which in an Audi, you're like, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> and the tires made noise. And at the same time, we both went, okay, we're good here. Um, and we're like, all right. And he like, calmed down, and we drove back down. So like, you can push the car super hard. Um, and they like that the whole Audi understeer thing has kind of been dialed largely largely out the the new ones are so good even the SQ5 I drove in Canada the thing was pretty fucking sweet um the TTRS so- I drove it last year up around Thunder Hill and the mountain roads and I was I forget who I was chasing down but there was a came GT4 behind me driven by somebody and the TTRS felt easier to go that fast yeah. on a road because it's got nice suspension it's compliant yep. all-wheel drive like it moves that dude. and that five-cylinder is a fantastic yeah, yeah. i can't wait to really good cars. from to that though. and to add further weight to your arguments i've been able to slightly power slide an a3 2.0 t there you go and i mean the r8 the new r8 v10 plus is definitely more set up for real real wheel drive but yeah. I was so surprised at how I could at uh, the Pirelli P0 launch in, at uh, Las Vegas uh, Motor Speedway. I was able to, in my final final two turns, drift from the you know the second to the last corner and then swing the ass back out and drift into the final corner. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not skilled. I'm nobody when it comes to a driver. Like, how is this happening? This was in an R8. R8 V10 nice. Plus. Yeah, that's the new fun. one. Yeah, um, that's very nice. Fun. Um, all right. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online, like social media, and, yeah. and list every single internet brand website. <laughs> <laughs> all hundred. You'll be like you'll be Mac from that uh, Chevy commercial. <laughs> Speed Readers Club didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. So the easiest way to find me is through Instagram at MC Three Films, and my YouTube channel is linked through there. And uh, all the content for Project Stork is housed at Renlist dot com. There you go, Chris. Plug, shout, engine, shout, shout. Hit it on out. Three years in. These are the podcasts you shout about. Come, Come on. on. So we've hit that. Shoutengine.com. Are you done? Come on. <laughs> Thank you. All right. uh, as usual, if you've got an idea for a podcast, go over to Shout Engine, uh, and uh, we'll get hooked up with space and bandwidth and all that fun stuff. And uh, I can't help you with an audience. You've got to cultivate that yourself. But uh, if you're good... Maybe you'll get one. I don't care either way. Just produce content. Uh, and then, as usual, you can find me on Twitter occasionally at Hayes Data. Uh, not a lot going on there lately because I've been a little busy. So, Yeah, so suck it. Uh, Zach, where can they find you online? I don't, I don't know what I was going to say. You're going um, your, to do your Nissan rap? Every, every, every. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> find me on the ones and twos, <laughs> tweets and the beats, in, oh. Instagrams, telegrams. Um, holograms. At your grams. Holograms house. coming in 2020. At, yeah, on your grams, in your grams. <laughs> Graham crackers. Teddy grams. Yeah. Cinnamon toast crunch grams. That's a different nope. cereal. Mm, anyway. Um, and count chocolate chop, just Chopping grams. Uh, I forget where where am I? Drugs. <laughs> um, find me on Instagram at, at fake Zach Clapman, Z A C K K L A P M A N, and uh, find me on Twitter at Zach Clapman. Same spelling, no fake. That sounds so douchey. Now that I say it, and uh, watch one takes on um, the Smoking Tire, and uh, look out for a really good season of Drive on NBC Sports. It's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. good. Uh, on Twitter at Jay Glucker. 
for those of you on Patreon who've been asking about the Hoon Truck stickers, I promise I'm mailing them. Just been busy, um, but that's on the list to do. Um, and uh, so at Jake Lecker on Instagram, I'm at Hooniverse Jeff. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. Go to Hooniverse.com and uh, tell all your friends and your grams about this podcast. We'll see yeah. you next week. Bye. Yep, Dan Greenewald next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Uh, Dan Greenewald next week. Yeah, Forza. <laughs>